Hello and welcome to this new podcast called Running with Red S. I first want to go through what this podcast will entail. I've decided to create this podcast as I want to raise awareness of the condition Red S is. Um, A lot of people have suffered with this and normally more girls than males um, come out and say, oh, they've suffered with Red S and so forth. And it's impacted their running, their daily lives. Um, And it can play a massive, massive role, uh, leading to more injury. And not just, it's just impacting their daily life. So they might not feel as happy. Um, They might, could potentially be rude to other people without even trying to be. Um, And yeah, there's just so many factors this has, this has can affect so to begin with, the first question I want to go over is what is Red S? Red S is quite simply a, I would say an illness. And I've spoken to the likes of Pippa Wolven, Randy McGregor, who have both stated the same thing. Um, like physically, people suffering with Red S are, have the physical symptoms. So it could be under fueling, um, losing weight quite a lot. Um, for women not having periods and yeah just just not feeling good feeling quite sluggish when they go to sessions and it refers to relative energy deficiency in sport and it's exactly what it sounds like in other work in other circumstances it is called the female athlete triad so to conclude it's like the low en- energy availability due to a calorie deficit for example if I was to go for a 10 mile run and say I burn a thousand calories, um, you have to look at how many calories a male has to eat a day plus energy expenditure. So for example, a male my age will need to eat between 2000 and 2500 calories. That's according to most websites. Everyone is different. Then you have to add on how many calories you burn during exercise. So if you look at, say, the maximum 2,500 plus 1,000, because I did 10-mile run, I need to be eating 3,500 calories that day to sustain my weight and to ensure my body is getting adequate fuel to compensate, to recover, and so forth. So it was, to speak more briefly about it, it was first termed in 2014 by the International Olympic Committee. And it can, like I said before, it can affect both males and females, um, non-elite, elite, and everyone basically, um, there's still not that much science behind it. Uh, th- there still needs to be a lot more research, but it can take quite a long time. And because a lot of people haven't actually opened up to it, especially males, it can be quite difficult to find people to talk to and who will actually open up. For example, um, I won't say any names, but in terms of male athletes, not many people have actually opened up about it. And someone said to me that in 2023, I was the first person to actually state that I was suffering with this illness since him in 2018. So it's it's quite scary to see that point because now I think about how much it's impacted me. I don't want people going through the, having the same problems like me. So I just want to say, if you are think you are struggling with this, just open up, just speak to someone you feel comfortable with, you trust. And it will just help so much and you'll just get better and better. It's a relatively new condition as it only started, well, not started, but only came about nine years ago. And 
it's it's very crucial to understand there's so many there's actually there's starting to get more research but if you look on the red s website on instagram or follow the page pippa wolfen explains clearly what it is and gives you the warning signs for example i'll just go through a few warning signs like i said under fueling losing weight not having energy when you do sessions so if you had a big track session in the evening and you felt sluggish maybe that one time it's fine because you just felt your legs were tired from training and that but if you just constantly had it for over two months just every time it felt sluggish felt sluggish couldn't hit reps and everything just felt like it was getting worse and worse do please um speak to someone even if it's your best friend just say look i am struggling a little bit and that can just it would just take a bit of pressure off you so the third the third question is how has red s impacted me both physically and mentally so i was speaking to the sunday podcast quite recently um a great show and they were very nice about the whole situation and they first asked me about when i think it first started and when i was younger um when i was like 15 16 years old i did suffer with a eating disorder um problem and i saw this thing called cams i'm not sure how many people know it i don't actually know what it really stands for but it was i just spoke to someone about it all and basically from there i have struggle with it i've had better days worse days better months worse months and but then it really came into play in after i dropped out of the 10k olympic trials i was in exceptional shape i just it was the fact i dropped out was purely down well was mostly down to the training i'd done before because i basically completed a marathon six weeks before which i shouldn't well i wasn't supposed to finish um another story uh ran a 5k pb i was never i've never been that strong before but I think a week after the race, I took a week completely off um, and I looked at myself and I looked at a photo and I thought, stupidly, I look a bit too heavy in the photo or I just look a bit too big. And I think that's the turning point to when I really started to fall with this. Yes, I did get into the European cross-country team a couple of months later, but I was very, very light. I was just losing weight. Um, I came off the back of that European cross I went to Uganda for a training camp by NN, which was absolutely incredible. The people I met, I was training with the likes of Cheptegai, this guy called Abel, the Commonwealth Olympic Marathon champion um, called Victor, um, and just numerous people. And I was there for four or five weeks, but I didn't really think about the impact of not having food there. Well, not having food, but not eating enough. And I think because I because I was like struggling with the food and everything and my mental side, I didn't want to say if I ate this amount on a Monday, I wouldn't eat any more on the Tuesday. I almost felt better if I ate a little bit less. And it just felt like I had weird voices in my head telling me to eat less or telling me to, I also brought the scales out and I was weighing myself and I got down to extremely low weight. Got down to like 52, 53 kilos for a 22, 23 year old lad. That's really not good. I just, but it was the amount of weight I lost. So I think I went out there about um, quite like, and I lost about four or five kilos in the space of four weeks. But because I just physically, well, not physically, but mentally wasn't letting myself eat enough. And I remember after being there for three or four weeks, was doing really well. I tried to do this one session and I physically could not do it. I did the first half and my legs just felt like lead, but not lead, but like, I just didn't have any energy. I just couldn't push or anything. I just felt like, 
I was quite dizzy and everything. And that was a turning point. I literally said to her, call my parents up and said, look, I need to get back. Um, I'm really struggling mentally with the food out here. My mental side's not in the right place to train. So I came back to the UK and then it really started to hit me, like the physical attributes that linked to Red S. So I started getting ill a lot. I was getting injured. I wasn't being nice to people without even... I wasn't trying not to be nice, but because I was just constantly thinking about food and hungry, your brain just acts so much differently. Um, and I actually did a blood test a couple of weeks later after returning back from Uganda and all my bloods were extremely low. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't really push on with them. Like, for example, my testosterone was, I got a score of four and mi I've spoken to some people on, on a minimum level, you have to go above 10 if you want to get significant benefit from training and um, competition. So I, I was basically in the ranges of women, maybe even lower than a lot of them. And some people still can't believe the fact I was training and competing at that level with a testosterone score of four. Um, and it was quite hard the next few months. I was running really, really quick on the track. But like I said, a lot of athletes are able, for the first couple of years, if you lose a bit of weight, it can have some... It can lead to quicker performances on the extremely short term. But I noticed every time I ran well, I got injured or ill. So I basically went through a phase of getting to a 10K, then being ill for a week. And then having to build up fitness again, then getting ill for a week. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? I'm going to push my body to the, to an, like a de to the death almost. So I realised. And then from there, in the summer, I got illness, injury, um... I kept telling myself I need to improve, but I didn't really think of the importance that the fact nutrition was so important and that was the major factor. And I just kept being so silly with it, not really speaking to anyone. I just kept it, kept it quite quiet. And I, I knew people like could see it and were saying things, but I just wasn't listening. Um, and then I took a bit of time down off the track because like everyone does, then came back again on the short term, was able to perform but on the long term, like two, three weeks out from Valencia, I got my first stress fracture in my foot and spoke to the doctors out there. And basically it was a it was due to a bit too much running and not eat, not fueling my body enough. So basically the doctor said to me, look, what have you been eating? Write down what you've been eating. I did that. And it was the first time I really opened up. And yeah, they just said, look, this was always going to happen. You weren't fueling yourself enough. Um, I also had a DEXA scan. My bone density scores were low, um, which meant I was more accustomed to picking up stress fractures. And yeah, it wasn't very. It was a very extremely hard time because I was now had a stress fracture, and it was my own fault. But because essentially it's an illness, I didn't know how to fight it. So for some reason, over a ten week period. I was just absolutely hammering the cross training over 20 hours a week. Um, I think a lot of people noticed I was just doing too much. But again, I just thought I almost fell back into that period of if I did that X amount on a Monday, I had to do more on a Tuesday. And for some reason, I was I just thought I had to be almost race weight, which I thought was race weight. But it's there's no such thing as race weight now for me. Um, and it just didn't help me. It didn't help my head. Um, I remember I went on a like a holiday with my parents and girlfriend and I was horrible to them without even I was I wasn't trying to be horrible but now I look back on it and I've apologized so much even to my mates because 
I wasn't trying to be horrible, but because I was in such a deficit with food, my brain wasn't functioning properly. I just just almost forgot about them and I just felt really bad. Um, then I started speaking to Pippa Wolven in December and she was an exceptional person in terms of helping me with it. She raised, she explained what Red S was and how it's impacted me and everything she said, like, happened to me. She, she said something, I was like, oh, this happened then. She said another thing. I was like, oh, I could bring up a point in time when I was suffered with it. Um, and then January, I went to Portugal for a bit of training camp, but it turned into like a bit of a holiday because I picked up another in, little in, niggle. And again, that would have been from lack of nutrition. And, and then about four or five weeks, I was training really, really well, reducing the cross training, just getting more running in me. And I felt my back go. And I was like, oh, what, what is this? I can't be another injury. Got MRI the next week. Didn't tell anyone about it because... I was scared and yeah, it was a sacrum stress fracture. So in my back, lower back. And basically I was speaking to physio and doctor and I hadn't done enough mileage or impact stuff for that to happen. But it was because ultimately lack of nutrition. So everything I put my body through up to December, the end of 2022, I put my body into such a bad position that I, c I was always going to get this and my bones were just too weak. Um... So again, my I probably I didn't get a blood test, but I know for a fact speaking to doctors and physios and other people, my bloods would have been even worse or on the same level as they were previously after Uganda. And yeah, it's just I was losing so much weight during that time. I just wasn't looking well. Um, I was just constant. You just constantly think about food, like when's your next meal, and that's all I was talking about for a couple of months. Like talking to friends and stuff, I would only talk about what's for dinner. I wouldn't talk about anything else because mentally I was just so hungry, but I wasn't letting my body that, but my brain was like, okay, all you can think about is food. I couldn't think about anything else to have fun. So it kind of, it has not, ru not ruined, but it has really impacted me in a very negative way. But this is why I'm trying to come out of it as a positive way. And I'm creating this podcast to express the awareness of the impact it's had on my life. And I don't want to see any other youngsters suffering with it and if they are please reach out and speak to someone um yeah so i'm trying to now um speak to quite a few people um this is i've had three weeks completely off any training now um i did a blood test and my bloods thankfully are a lot better than previously um i can still still need to improve on them um but in terms of where i started at because of december i think in these last three weeks i've really bettered myself so it's probably the most positive it could be, the highest it could be to a point. But I know there's still room for improvement. So still, for now, I'm not focusing on the training. I'm focusing on getting myself healthy. Because when I look at the fact, I've spoken to people, but the fact last year I competed and trained with a testosterone score of four. If I get that up to normal levels for men, I feel like I'll be absolutely fine. My recovery be higher. I'll be able to run quicker, just feel better in training. And it's a case of just getting my nutrition right. I'm speaking to nutritionists, psychologists, family, um, and they've all helped me so much. So this woman called Kaz Naham, Rennie McGregor, those two have just been absolutely amazing um, supporting me. My coaches, Gavin and Joe Pavey, um, again, these last three weeks have been a big change. I've had a couple of bad days, but more good days, which I can say my head held up high. And yeah, I'm just trying to create this podcast so I'll go through, like, almost do it on a weekly basis, speak to people, 
but just show people how I think I believe I've improved and what to do going forward. Fourth question is any plans going forward? So like I said, I've spent the last three weeks just focusing on my health. I've just been going for walks. Um, at the very start, I could barely walk. I was on crutches because my back. Now I'm able, I've taken off, I'm not walking crutches. I'm going for walks in the morning and evening. It's mentally helped me. I'm speaking to my nutritionist, psychologist and my coaches over the next few days to design like a plan going forward. So a nutrition plan. Um, and yeah, and I'll hopefully get some blood tests again in the near future to see what my scores are for my hemoglobin, red blood counts, um, testosterone levels, white blood counts. And yeah, there's quite a few. I can't always remember them. I'd speak to James Hennigan more about them because as he is now a qualified doctor, um, well, just passed all his exams, he kind of understood the whole process. And yeah, so it's just thinking about my health for the next couple of months. And I can't, it is both motivational and upsetting when I see all these guys absolutely smashing races um, recently. So all my mates doing really well. And it's great to see, but I'm always like, I want to get back out there. I want to do all this stuff. So I'm just trying to enjoy the little things. So for now, I'm just going to football games, um, chilling with family, trying to get my head in the right space. I'm actually coaching some of the local runners um, at my local running club. So taking them through sessions on like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. I'm actually working at this like LED centre as well. So I'm trying to keep myself very... Doing things every day, doing Spanish, learning Spanish. So I'm enjoying it right now. But I can tell you at times I get do, do get quite bored because I wake up on my arms with you training, trying to get a lot of recovery because sleep is crucial. But yeah, I just want I just thought it would be quite a good way to raise awareness of what Red S is. I'm going to bring some athletes on, maybe some who have actually suffered with Red S, who can essentially do what I've done, just explain how it's impacted them, maybe bring people moving on potentially and just some other athletes to have like a general chit chat about how they're doing what they're looking forward to in the future and I just want to make this quite enjoyable so if anybody has any comments about what they want to hear on this podcast I can do it how long each podcast should be just let me know if I and then when I get to start start running and I if I am still doing this podcast I'm going to say like oh you can create my next session or something like that so make it quite enjoyable get more viewers on it and yeah, so I just want to just, like I ultimately raise awareness of Red S's and it's a big thing and it's impacted me for the last couple of years without even really knowing it. And I just want to make it clear to people how important it is to speak out to people. Just opening up was incredible and having friends behind you really, really helped. So I hope you enjoyed this first episode. I know it's quite short and sweet, but... Apparently, you have to make the first episode for it to go into Spotify. So I just wanted to create this, just go through what I've been suffering with recently. Um, And yeah, and I hope you enjoy it. And let me know what you want to hear on the other ones. Cheers again, and I'll see you soon.